Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Friday, the 6th of August, 2021. Now, wherever you are in the world, I trust you're enjoying a great finish to the week. Uh, Where I am in Victoria, uh, just out of the Melbourne area, I'm in regional Victoria. We are now entering, as of 8pm last night, our lockdown number six in relation to COVID. So to say that we have to be flexible, to say that we have to be adaptable, and to say that there are people out there that are just about over all of this would be an understatement. So I wanted to record a podcast today, which I think is a very important podcast, not just for leaders, but uh, but for everybody. And that is around a topic known as behavioral flexibility. It's very often said that it's not so much what happens to you, it's how we choose to respond to what happens to it. That is the most important thing. And I think times of uncertainty like we're experiencing right now, uh, and look, we're not the only ones locked down. There's lots of uh, lots of countries around the world that are experiencing significant restrictions. Uh, here in Australia, we've got New South Wales and Queensland pretty much locked down. So I think last night they were saying there's approximately 50 to 60%, maybe even a little bit higher percentage of the population in Australia are now locked down and really only allowed to leave their home for, for key reasons. That is uh, work, if you can't work from home, education, if you can't learn from home to do a bit of exercise, but even that is a bit restricted in terms of you can't go five kilometers, certainly here in Victoria, you can't go more than five kilometers from your home. You can only really uh, exercise for an hour a day as well. So there's a lot of restrictions that are being placed upon the citizens of Australia, and we're not the only ones in the world, of course, but it can be very, very confronting for a lot of people, and it can be very, very frustrating for a lot of people, which is why the topic today is such an important one. And I was actually listening to a podcast this morning, actually, from a guy called Kerwin Ray, who's a who's a phenomenal business person and a high performance coach. Now, if you haven't checked out Kerwin, do yourself a favor and listen listen to what he's got to talk about. He's got a podcast known as Unstoppable, and he was talking today with a gentleman by the name of Graham Cowan, who has a background in marketing, has worked for some of the bigger organisations. But what he does now is he's a board director of the Are You OK movement, and he does a lot of workshops, particularly in corporate, around resilience, uh, caring, certainly helping leaders create more a more of a caring environment but also a lot of work in the resilience space as well. And times like this, it's where we need to actually demonstrate this level of behavioral flexibility and levels of resilience because there are a lot of things that are literally beyond our control. Now, this is not a political podcast. I don't profess to be a political person. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the politics that are going on in Australia. And I, I, for one, believe that a lot of the responses that governments are putting in place right now around not just around the country but around the world are not necessarily 100% uh, impacted by the health advice. A lot of it has got to do with political positioning. But that is a completely different topic, and uh, I'm not here to talk about or persuade anybody uh, one way or the other. However, what I am saying is there's a lot of stuff that is beyond our control. And what we need to do as leaders in particular is focus what we can control and look at what we can do in order to move ourselves forward, first of all, but also to help our team move forward. Now, I've said a lot, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday, one of the key responsibilities and one of the fundamental responsibilities of a leader is to define what reality looks like. And so whatever the situation is that you're facing right now, whether it be you yourself or you, your team, is define reality. Don't try to, uh, to pre it up to make it look like something that it's not. Get really granular and very transparent and be very 
are authentic and identifying where we are at. Because once we know that, then we've got a platform from which we can actually make some choices to then move forward. And so this is the key message today. I want to talk about this key thing called behavioral flexibility because it's something I think that all leaders, particularly now, need to bring to the surface and use more than ever before. And so hopefully there's going to be a couple of points out of today's episode that you can take away and not only improve your own leadership, your own perspective, but hopefully you can pay it forward to your team and to others within your sphere of influence to help them also make some better choices and get better and look to improve today and be better than they were yesterday. And so one of the things I've always looked at is I've often wondered, well, when when you look at a number of different sales leaders, and my context is sales leaders, right? So we can apply this to anybody, but in the context of sales leaders, I've often stopped and wondered, how is it that uh, some leaders, some leaders seem to extract amazing levels of performance out of their team, and yet are similarly experienced, and for all intents and purposes, a similarly credentialed leader really struggles. Now, is it knowledge? Is it the fact that they know more than the other person? Well, probably not because knowledge, a lot of people say, well, knowledge is power. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. Knowledge can give us confidence, but knowledge is not necessarily powerful until we choose to make something of that knowledge and use it, and use it for good and certainly not for evil. So it's the application of knowledge that's the most important thing. So, But if you look at most sales leaders, they're pretty much well-versed in what they need to do in terms of their knowledge. Is it there? Is it luck? Well, sometimes people think that, oh, this person's lucky, but it's not necessarily luck. Or does the person have, or does the leader have a better group of people? Do they have better people? Do they have people who are uh, more ambitious? Do they have people who are more resilient? And of course, the answer to all of that is, look, everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have a different background, different level of experience. But when you look at things on face value and all things being equal, why is it the one team leader or one sales leader or one leader is able to extract more potential out of their team than anybody else? And what's really interesting is that one of the key differences as to why that is the case is the leader who is able to extract more potential actually demonstrates a higher level of behavioral flexibility. They are better able to flex their style to suit the people that, that are in their environment. They are able to adapt to different circumstances. They are also able to communicate on a completely different level and hence they get better results. So when you take things like lockdowns, for example, they know that, you know what, there's not a lot that they can do about it. They can complain about it. They don't necessarily have to agree with it. But one of their key first thoughts is, okay, what is the reality? This is what I've got to now face. What is it I'm about to do? What is it that I don't have any control over? But what is it that I do have control over? And so what they'll do then is they'll start saying and thinking about how do I now put some things in place that will enable me to move forward despite what the reality is right now. And this is a critical thing around leadership that we have to have and continue to demonstrate this behavioral flexibility because it is a critical trait to have as a leader as and as someone who oversees a high-performing environment. Because it stands to reason that if you believe that everything's going to be rosy and that you have to just manage your team or lead your, lead your team in one way and that one way is always going to be the one that leads to success, well, that's quite... <laughs> Well, quite frankly, that's uh, that's delusional because it's never going to happen. Because it's always, whether it be lockdowns, whether it be something else, there'll be something that is placed in your path that will be an obstacle that will cause or create a challenge from which you need to then find a solution. So one of the things we always understand around leaders is great leaders always know that there's going to be an answer to every possible and conceivable problem. And that is a mindset and that is a thought process. 
And so the leaders who believe this and who leaders who understand this and the leaders who fully embrace this are the ones that also have a higher probability of achieving a positive outcome despite what the circumstances may determine or, or, or despite what the circumstances might say. And so the key message out of today's episode is we as leaders, we need to embrace this concept of behavioral flexibility, which means we need to be really adaptable in our thinking. We need to be adaptable in our approach to certain situations and certainly when circumstances present themselves where it may not necessarily have things happening according to our, uh, our intentions. There may be a lot of things that are happening that, you know what, I have a lot of things out of my control and one of the first thoughts you might that might be going through your head is, oh my God, why is this happening to me or why is this happening to us? This is the worst possible time for this to happen. Well, despite that, let's look at it for what it is. Let's define that reality and let's look at what are the options available to us so that we can move forward in a positive direction and learn from this. And this is the most important thing. What can we learn from this particular experience? Now, I um, I learned a lot about this as I was going through the coaching accreditation program. And one of the things I have learned around behavioral flexibility is that the person who is able to demonstrate the most behavioral flexibility or the most highest level of behavioral flexibility in any situation is also the person who is more likely to be able to control that situation. Now, this is not about manipulation, but this is about being adaptable and being flexible and looking for what is the outcome here that we're looking for, what is the win-win potentially that we can actually drive for both both parties or for both organizations. And so through, through doing the coaching accreditation, one of the things that um, we used to better understand the behavioral flexibility model or to start enacting it and using it to good effect was a concept known as the hierarchy of ideas. And it's a really powerful model, particularly when it comes to problem solving, dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of challenges. It's certainly very, very effective when it comes to sales, uh, in goal setting as well, but also thinking about ideas generation. So if you're trying to bring your team together to solve a problem or to look for new ideas and look for ways to doing things differently, using the hierarchy of ideas is a great way to actually extract information out of people and encourage them to give their perspectives because the collective, I guess the collective intelligence as the team, if we can tap into that, is always going to give us some great outcomes that potentially may actually be creating the answer that we probably couldn't have come up with on our own. So it needed the group to come together. But in order to do that, using the hierarchy of ideas is a great way to extract as much information out of all the collective intelligence pieces in the team that exist. And guess what? In the process, we actually create a whole new level of performance, but also we've redefined reality. So we're actually moving forward. So I wanted to take you through this sort of at a really high level because it's something that um, I think a lot of people might actually be using this uh, in some cases you know, on a more of an unconscious level, but I want to start bringing this to our conscious awareness so that particularly in times like this where there's a lot of uncertainty around that we, uh, we as leaders in particular need to be at the forefront of demonstrating a level of flexibility because remember, your team is always watching you. They're always listening to everything you say and watching everything you do. And so they're looking to us to be the example to, for many cases, give them a sense of certainty in an environment that is very, very uncertain right now. So using the hierarchy of ideas is a great way to do this. So let's have a look at this. What is the hierarchy of ideas? Well, if you go back to the days when you're at school and you're doing maths, you actually were probably doing some graphs. And in graphs, you had the uh, y-axis or the vertical axis, but you also had the x-axis, which is the horizontal axis. So if you think about the hierarchy of ideas as one long y-axis or vertical axis, and at the top of that, it's where we are. We have a higher level of what we call abstraction, or this is the big picture. And down the bottom of that vertical line, you're going to have a detail, a level of detail or a level of specificity, where it's very, very specific. And then in the middle of that y-axis, you're going to have a horizontal line, which we'll call the x-axis. And this is where we're thinking about 
generating all these different ideas. So there's a concept I want to use here called chunking. And so one of the things we use a lot in coaching is chunking up or chunking down. And simply what that means is when somebody has a conversation with you and you might be asking them questions and getting some information from them, there'll be some people who will always talk in really big picture type words. They might have a higher well, a higher level of abstraction. They may even be talking about very big esoteric type words, right? It's big, big picture stuff. Like they'll, you'll ask them how they are and they say, oh, absolutely fantastic or sensational. So they're very, very expressive and they use very, very big words to explain how big things are or how massive things are. Not necessarily, and sometimes, uh, yes, you've got to take this with a bit of a, but take it with a bit of grain of salt. Sometimes these people can embellish the truth, and this is why it's really important for us as leaders to distinguish between reality that's actually happening and perhaps the perceived reality that others might think is happening. So you're going to have people who are going to be thinking in very big picture type uh, processes. Then on the other end of that vertical scale, you're going to have people who will always talk in a level of detail. They get very, very specific. So you ask them how they are. How was the weekend? They don't just say it was fantastic. They say, well, it was really good and this is why it was really good. And they go to in they go into minute detail and literally give you a complete diatribe of everything they did from Friday night to Monday morning. And you probably don't need to know all of that information. So you're going to have some people who are going to communicate like that. So the first thing to think about, and this is where behavioral flexibility becomes really important, is what is happening right in front of me right now? What is the person in, in front of me? How are they speaking? What is the situation I'm seeing? And what is my response to that situation? So that may well be you've got somebody in front of you who is talking big picture and what you need to do in order to help them, in order to help uh, remove some of the, I guess, the challenges they might be facing or to alleviate and provide a higher level of uh, comfort for them or a higher level of certainty for them, you're going to have to start chunking them down. So for example, if somebody's saying, oh, things, things are just completely out of control. I can't believe my customers are doing this. They hate me. They do this and they do that. There's no way we can ever win this sort of business. And they're making all these big grandiose uh, statements with, with no real level of uh, detail and no probably no real level of reality that's attached to that. It's just highly emotive. And so what our job is as a, as a great leader is to chunk them down from a higher level of uh, big picture, a high level of abstraction to try and get a level of detail so we can get a better perspective. And when we get that, guess what? We are demonstrating a level of flexibility that we can actually now adapt to their style, but in the process, teach them how to think a slightly different way to then give them a higher level of certainty to then find a solution to whatever problem they might have. And so to chunk down, you might have somebody who says, oh, this customer hates us and this customer won't do any business with us and, and complaint, 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 but it's all really big picture stuff. They're making massive, massive statements. And often, by the way, those statements are tainted with high levels of emotion. They're positive and or negative emotions. So what we need to do is be able to chunk them down. And so asking questions like, well, when you say that, what do you specifically mean? Or can you give me a specific example that will demonstrate that this is actually happening? Or when you say this, how specifically does this affect you? Or how do you know that? So all these type of questions is designed to chunk them down or move them down the hierarchy to get to a greater level of detail so we can better help this particular person and often help them create a solution to the problem they perceive they have. So you're going to have people who are going to always talk in big picture stuff. Then on the other end of the scale, you're going to have people who are stuck in the level of detail. And as I said, you're going to be asking a question. I'll just give you detail after detail after detail. And to chunk them up to get to a higher level of uh, abstraction, if you like, you want to try and find out, well, what is the purpose of this conversation? For what purpose are they telling me this? 
And so asking them questions is it's, it's all designed to move them up the hierarchy to get to a higher level of abstraction or to get to the big picture as to what this is. And so thinking about questions like, so for what purpose are you sharing this? What is the intention of this conversation? What is the intention of you sharing me with this detail? What would this give you? What is the positive intention of all this? So all of these are designed to move that person up because again, often when people are caught up in detail, they cannot see the forest for the trees. They can't see the big picture and therefore it's very, very difficult for them to move forward from the position that they are in. And this is why great leaders separate themselves from everybody else because they can recognize that and then they can adapt their style to suit that person. But specifically, they know how to ask the questions to move that person out of their current situation, which guess what? It gives them more control over taking responsibility for what they do next and they can then choose their response. And so that's the chunking up part from a level of specificity. And then, of course, you've got the chunking across, which is called the lateral chunking. And this is where we start to generate ideas because one of the things I've found a lot with uh, with great sales leaders is they are not one-dimensional. They are multi-dimensional and they can adapt their style to suit multiple different people in multiple different environments. And certainly when it comes to bringing the team together, they recognize that different people will have a different predisposition to either a high level of detail or a specific level of detail. And so to extract ideas out of the team and individuals within the team, we sometimes have to generate a lot of choices. So chunking laterally is a great way to do this. And what this is, just think about this, is this is like brainstorming. And so chunking laterally or moving laterally is literally moving them across the hierarchy. It's not moving up to big picture or down into detail. It's laterally moving across to think about, okay, that's a great example. What else could we do? Or what is another example of this? Or what I often do is when I'm facilitating groups and asking for feedback on certain things or trying to generate ideas, I'll ask a very simple question of what else? What else could you do? Or how else could this be done? Or what else do you know? Or who else do you know you can go and talk to, etc., etc. So what this does, it actually forces the person to start to look for different opportunities and different options, not necessarily get stuck or fixated on their own version of reality. And this is why a great leader can actually do this because, as I said at the start, there's a lot of stuff that's happening that we have no control over. But it is the leader who is able to adapt to whatever is happening and be, have, have the flexibility to move up and down the hierarchy of ideas. And in the process, help others do exactly the same because often they are so stuck in their own thinking, they feel as if they're, they're, they're trapped. And, they, and when you feel trapped, you literally feel as if there's no options that I have or very limited options. So a great leader who's able to do this is also enabling their team to move out of their own I guess, stuck sense of reality and move into different areas, which gives them a lot more choice. So that's the key message for today. Behavioral flexibility is key. So it doesn't matter whether it's you facing a dilemma or not knowing how to move out of a certain situation or whether it's your team or somebody within your sphere of influence who is also stuck and not knowing how to move out based on the things that are happening around them. It's our ability to look at where somebody's at to define that level of reality look at what the good outcome could possibly be or look look at what the possibilities of an outcome could be and then helping that person move up and or down or across that hierarchy to potentially find the answer. And that's the key thing. The key thing is that as leaders, we need to understand that there's going to be a solution to every single problem. But to do that effectively, we have to understand that we have to be flexible. So not just fixated in our own thinking, not just fixated in terms of detail or big picture, being able to have flexibility to move up, down and across to get the best outcome for us, but more specifically, the best outcome for our team. So hopefully that message makes sense and resonates because I've got to say, there's probably no uh, no other time than right now that we need leaders to really step up to the plate and demonstrate this level of flexibility because not only is our core team relying on it, there are other people that are watching us 
but also looking to our example. And we can set the example by uh, being, the, I guess, being the source of inspiration, which is what leaders do. So as I often say to people, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? So when would now be a good time to set the right example and help your team move up or down the hierarchy to get a much better result and hopefully solve problems to set a platform for even higher levels of performance. So as we wrap up the final episode of the working week, when would now be a good time for you to invest in your sales leadership development and help you get to the exceptional level? Well, if that's now, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's start working together one-on-one and let me help you extract your maximum potential, unleash your potential and give you the opportunity of being an exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days to set yourself up for replicable and sustainable results, not just for you, but also for your team over a long, long period of time. Look forward to that conversation and uh, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.